Hey everybody, welcome to MindRise. I am your host, Ian Philo. This podcast is designed to help find solutions to everyday mental blocks. Its goal is to provide you with the tools to rise and break through your own barriers. In the game of life, we can be our own worst enemies. I created this podcast in response to my own battles with my mind. Instead of sinking further down, join me to commit to a more positive perception of ourselves and those around us. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Mind Rise podcast. I am your host, Ian Philo, and today we're going to be talking about why your net worth does not define your self-worth. Now, I know a lot of people, after hearing that title, probably like th- are thinking, yeah, I already know that. It makes sense. It's something I have, I've heard for years and years. It's not exactly a new concept, but... The reason I am recording on this is because I can. I think it's so easy to forget it, just like many other things that are cliche or come up in culture or that we grow up knowing as kids. It, it can be so easy to forget and totally disregard. Why your net worth does not define your self-worth is a huge, huge topic that really needs to be addressed. And one of the main reasons I'm addressing this is because I struggle with this as well like all the time, like almost every week, guys. And it's hard. It's hard because we live in a money-driven world, a material-driven world, and a lot of people are money-motivated. And there's nothing wrong with that, but how easy it can be to just let that be your idol and let that absolutely control your life, right? Self-worth is defined as how much you value yourself and what you think about yourself. Synonymous kind of with self-esteem. Self-worth is a critical piece of the mental health puzzle. Since our self-worth determines what we think we deserve in life, it often leads to a self-fulfilling prophecy, which can either bode well or end up really poorly for us. When we end up meeting someone And this goes for like family gatherings, um, just when you're trying to meet someone new. And when I was doing research on this topic and I read this, I was like, oh my gosh, this is my life. This is um, sometimes my nightmare. When you meet someone for the first time, how often does uh, what you do for a living come up, right? Like every single time. Like, what are you doing for work? Like, what's your job? And it's just conversation, right? But... But for people that are struggling with their self-worth and really linking their net worth, if it's not so much, in a negative way to their self-worth, that question is so damaging, right? It, it just makes you want to like um, fib. It makes you want to fabricate a lie. And, and if you're really insecure about what you're doing, not own up to what your actual profession is. That's because we're ingrained from a very young age to equate our identity with our occupation. Your job title instantly conveys certain information about your educational background, your social status, and your bank account. And just to preface what I'm saying, I know I've kind of done episodes on this before, um, but I really wanted to develop more content because this is such an epidemic with our youth 
um, especially 20-year-olds like myself going into the world thinking that in order to have value, in order to have worth by their superiors, they have to make like six figures and have a house built by X amount of time and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous and a lot of times it's unrealistic and it's putting people into um, debt. It's making people depressed. There's just a whole plethora of other things that are happening beneath um, beneath the lines with, with this sort of thing. When your self-worth is based on money, it's really fragile. And I think we know this, but yet we still build our whole lives upon attaining that dollar. And I should know this oh too well because I am guilty of this because I get so down on myself sometimes in regards to what I'm doing with my career, what I went to school for, and at the end of the day, the numbers on, on, my, uh, on my salary. And it can be just totally overwhelming and saddening if you have like a number in your head and it's not meeting that particular point that you want it to. The reason self-worth, when it's based solely on money, is fragile is because the way we view ourselves, the way we view ourselves as being linked to this number, that can change in an, inst in an instant. And I think we know that, but we don't want to entertain that idea. We don't want to entertain getting laid off um, having our savings drained from a from a horrible incident, strained from our budget, taking on uh, a large loan because we're trying to to gamble, or we got ourselves in a sticky situation. Like, if your worth is based on on that monetary temporary thing, it can change in an instant. When it's based on those metrics, it's going to fluctuate along along with uh, your self worth. This can put you on like a roller coaster, right? Which is terrible for your mental health. Um, kind of like, it, for example, if we compare your self-worth to the stock market, right? It's always going down and going up. If you were to put and invest all of your energy and all of your identity and all of your time into the stock market, I would be hard-pressed to say that you'd be a mentally stable person. Um, if... If you got really successful from it, from it, great, but there's so much uncertainty with that, at least from the little that I know about stocks and the economy. Um, you know, stuff is, is going down, dipping and rising every day. There's uh, not much consistency sometimes, which can be exciting for people, but can also be terrifying. We all saw what happened with the, the whole GameStop controversy. Some people made thousands of dollars, and some people lost a bunch of money. That's just how it goes. It's a, it's a teeter-totter effect. So just reiterating that, I think it's really important for us to understand the consequences of putting our self-worth solely in money or material things. Now, depending on what we do for work, we may either feel a sense of embarrassment or pride when you talk about it. 
This emotional response is the result of social conditioning. We're taught to believe that some jobs are prestigious, right? Of great value, while others are lowly, menial, not worth of praise. Since we've put such a strong link as a culture between occupation and identity, since our job is thought to be so closely connected with our wealth, it's not a shock that we've connected our self-worth to our financial standing, right? It's not a shock that when you hear someone say, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an engineer, I'm a, I'm a doctor, I'm an accountant, or, or a, a civil engineer, software developer, you know, just, just professions with, with large, high-paying incomes, stuff like that. Normally, people have a sense of pride and they have no problem sharing, but if you were to say like, oh, I, I'm a custodian, I'm a janitor, I'm a garbage man, I'm an artist, it's sometimes, depending on the group that you're hanging out with, a lot harder to get that out, a lot harder to be proud about what you do. Why? Because we live in a society that intrinsically values people that make a lot of money. And I don't mean that in a way to bash on doctors, surgeons, engineers, other jobs with high paying income, not at all. Um, I'm sure there's lots of wonderful people in those professions and they make a lot of money because their jobs are really difficult. But I think we really need to rebuild from the ground up this whole idea of, yeah, if you don't go into this profession, then nobody really wants to hear about what you do. I think that's horrible. I think that's toxic. I think that's making people put themselves into debt to try to keep up with the Joneses. If you guys haven't listened to that podcast, um, I highly recommend it. It is in my library on any of my podcasting platforms. Be sure to look that up. And again, it just breaks down our self-confidence and totally, totally just makes us not want to share at all. Because when we're in a, in a world where us feeling like if we share what we do for a living is going to make us feel less than, then we're not going to want to do it at all, right? How we feel about this can impact our confidence change how we interact with friends, and even make it hard to feel good. Money in its most literal sense, and we all know this, is just paper. Intrinsically, it holds no value. It's a currency that makes it easier to exchange goods and services. It's symbolic in this way, representing opportunity and flexibility. If you have money, essentially, you have options. And this isn't some novel sage advice that I'm sharing. Everyone knows this. But because of this, everyone also wants to get more and more of it. Everyone also wants to sometimes kill themselves over obtaining the dollar and striving for that six-figure salary or that high-paying job and... Don't get me wrong. I mean, we all need to make enough money to survive. We all need to make enough money to live. 
and go about our day-to-day lives, um, which makes sense. And that's something that is normal, that, that is totally understandable for people to want when it comes to better paying jobs. But I think we need to be more comfortable and just be more respectful to people that share their uh, professions and are proud of it, no, no matter if it fits your narrative of what's successful or not. Guys, I can't tell you how many times I've had interactions with people and it's hard for me. It's hard because I think we all wanted to get, want to get to a point in our life where like when we're meeting new people or just having conversation with our friends or relatives or whomever, I think we all want to get to a point in our life where we're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in med school. I just got my master's. I'm working at the hospital. Like, I think sometimes, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think sometimes the reason people ask those types of questions is because they sort of want to gauge themselves in regards to how successful that other person is and kind of measure it up to the person asking the question themselves. And I think a lot of times, not always, I could be wrong with this, but I think sometimes people ask those types of questions to kind of measure themselves on the social hierarchy. Like, oh, like, they're still in school, they're still looking for a job, I got my cushy, comfortable, high-paying job, like, I did well in life. And I think 90% of the time, like, people that aren't asking these questions with malice or or ill content like that but I think it's a possibility and it's definitely somewhere my mind has traveled to at certain times when I get asked these questions because like I said most of the time people are just trying to be civil strike up conversation but I think sometimes just the public just people in general like have to be more okay with just letting people live their own life, letting people forge their own path, letting people walk through the uncertainty. And I know it's scary and terrifying and horrible, but just being able to live their life and not feel like they have to fit this mold of who you think they are and who you think they should be as a person. Just because they had these experiences, just because they went to school for this or school for that and they did this type of training doesn't mean that that's their destiny. Of course, like, it makes sense. Of course, from a logical perspective, like, we want to check in and, and understand. But guys, like, life can change on the flip of a dime. We all know this. Maybe someone's passion changed. Maybe someone felt a calling to someone else. Maybe life happened. Maybe they're just taking a little bit longer time. And that's the other thing. And I want to encourage all of you guys listening to this because it's something that I struggle with as well. If it takes you longer to accomplish a goal, such as like finishing college, going to school in the first place, obtaining your job and your career, there is nothing wrong with that. And I just want to let you know that if you've had people tell you 
that, oh, if you don't get it in this amount of time, then you're screwed, or you really should have rethought what you were doing, and, you know, now you have all this responsibility, all this debt, and look where you are now. Like, I just need you to put blinders on and just focus on yourself, because that type of rhetoric, that type of dialogue is so toxic to your growth, and it's just going to inhibit you. It's not going to help you whatsoever. It's not going to help you at all, because... Of course, everyone around you has this mold that they think you should fit. And a lot of times it's harder, especially talking to people from older generations, no fault of their own, but they had this consistent um, cookie-cutter mold that people were supposed to follow, that people were supposed to fit. And a lot of times people sort of fell into that mold because that's just the way you did things. That's just the way the world was. That's just the way economics society um, worked, how it functioned. But I think we'd be kidding ourselves if our opportunity for growth and success is not a lot more accessible than it was for people 20, 50 years ago. I mean, there's so many ways to monetize. You can literally monetize anything. You can turn your passion into a full-time job. There's so many outlets, YouTube, Etsy, Redbubble. Um, you can, I could even monetize this podcast if I get enough views. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's everywhere. Sources of monetizing things that you enjoy are literally everywhere. I mean, you can get paid to, you know, do DoorDash. You can get paid to, to take surveys online. Like, it's crazy. And, I think that is just sort of hitting home to the point where if you're constantly around a group of people that make you feel like crap about your career, make you feel like crap about your job, then I think it's maybe time to consider having a conversation with these people or positioning yourself with a friend group that believes in you and doesn't make you feel like crap. I mean, either way, we all know that our our earnings and our identity are always going to be attached in some form. It's always going to be attached in some form. And we're going to compare ourselves to others. And if we keep on doing that, our identity is never going to be truly stable. People who use their net worth to judge their self-worth are often unable to ever earn enough or feel good about themselves. Because you're constantly comparing yourself to others, your identity is never truly stable. Our financial resources, remember, are only a small part of our identity. As humans, we are also relational, emotional, and physical, and mental. We need to understand that the financial part of our lives is just a small part of who we are. If we confuse our identity with our earning potential, we may sacrifice our relationships and our health to gain more money. I mean, we've seen movies about this. This happens like all the time, guys. This happens all the time. I mean, I just heard a story not too long ago of somebody my my dad knew who was super, super successful, you know, made millions of dollars with his company, but, um, you know, now he's getting a divorce because he, he put more time and energy into his company than his family. And I'm not here to 
argue ethics and if that was the right thing to do and this and that. I, I'm not here to, to argue that. I, I'm here simply to say that whatever you put all of your focus on and intention on, that's where things will grow, things will blossom. For him, he was putting all of his focus and intention on growing his company and earning more money while he had a family in the background. Like I said, whether that affects your moral compass or not, that is up for debate. But I'm simply saying that I think as a society, we really need to rethink where we're putting our worth. And it needs to it needs to happen, like I said, from the ground up, from the inside out. A lot of times if we get so consumed with our earning potential, it's never enough. We're never going to feel like we have control of our own lives. Shifting our thinking isn't easy. Hitting the refresh button isn't easy. We need to actively seek out a new blueprint, a new code. Actively seek out evidence that supports a different mindset. Like I said earlier, that could be linked with the people you're spending the most time with. If you're constantly around people that are flexing their vacations, flexing their income, flexing their earning potential, flexing everything materialistic and monetary that you don't have, then consider why you're hanging out with them in the first place. And I don't mean that to be rude. I mean that to, to, to be firm, to, to value yourself. Because I know, I know for the life of me, I could not maintain friendship if my friend group did that. It would drive me insane. It would drive me crazy. I think I would literally implode. Because when conversations are built on such uncertain menial things like that, then are the friendships really strong to begin with? I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you for tuning in. I had a great time recording it. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at philo.arts. Um, also, check out my Etsy shop, Art by Ian Philo, all one word, on Etsy.com. I have a lot of new prints on there. And I also am offering made-to-order pet portraits. Right now, I have a 20% off sale on all prints. So be sure to check that out. I will be adding links to those in the description. Have a great day. And I will see you guys on the next episode.